You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast coming to you from Santa Barbara, Montecito, California. And um, first of all, I'd like to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, I am uh, very thankful for uh, much of what, uh, frankly, that uh, you have given me as the audience uh, of Wealth Formula podcast. It's really been an incredible ride. Um, never thought it would become, you know, the show and the community that it has become. But um, obviously, that can't happen without you. I literally remember uh, starting this show a few several years ago now. And um, you may or may not know, I started the show and then I did like four or five shows and then I stopped for a year. So when did I start? It's hard to say. But um, when I first started, the reason I stopped is every time I would look at my downloads, it would be like, you know, five people. And, uh, you know, those five people were probably me, myself and I, and, uh, maybe whoever I interviewed <laughs> or something like that. But, um, uh, since then, of course, now we're, you know, we're up to about, well, who knows about 30,000 downloads per month or so. And, uh, not only is that Great, um, because well, listen. There's shows out there that are a lot bigger than ours. For example, you know, I think even Rod Gleep, whose show, uh, whose uh, uh, we are interviewing today, I think he's got ten times that many listeners. But you know, I think what makes our group particularly special is because we are highly niche. We are talking to a specific type of person. Uh, specific needs, et cetera. It's not, uh, it's not really the wide net per se, but I think that gives us a lot more, uh, get, get, it keeps people's interest a lot more because it's more related just to your specific issues. At any rate, thank you for that. I just want to say, uh, you know, that's certainly one of the things that I am thankful for. You know, as for today's show, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. It's really a mindset show. That's what Rod is all about. You know, so let me start with this image of you in a 747 jet airplane traveling 500 miles per hour. And with that, you might think, well, gosh, you could be, you know, in a lot of different places uh, pretty quickly, right? It'd be nice to be able to, uh, you know, have your own 747 fly around, uh, you know, just to to get places, uh, you know, quickly and, you know, like Air Force One or something like that'd be pretty cool. But what if you were on a plane traveling 500 miles per hour, but you had no idea where you wanted to end up? Well, then it wouldn't do you much good to move that fast, right? I mean, you can move 500 miles per hour, but depending on where you ultimately want to head uh, and where you want to end up, it could end up making your journey take much longer than if you just, you know, walk there, you know, you just knew exactly where you wanted to be from the beginning and you just walked there instead of flying, you know, 500 miles per hour for hours and hours and days in the wrong direction. The point is that it really doesn't matter how much energy or effort or speed you put into anything if you have no idea where you want to end up. Now, of course, it is hard, and I know this, especially when you're young, to pinpoint exactly where you want to end up. I mean, gosh, I don't know exactly where I want to end up now, 
But that doesn't mean you can't start making some goals for yourself that early on. And, you know, you can always go back to them. You can revise them if they don't end up being as appealing uh, later on to you. Uh, you can always realize that you didn't set your goals big enough, which is often what you will see if you actually set goals uh, that you didn't set them big enough. Because when you get close, you're like, man, that seemed like such a big goal. It's not that big a goal. I can go much bigger, right? The point is that having a goal, the reason for it is to engage ultimately your self-conscious, not only you know knowing where you want to go, but having your self-conscious set the autopilot to help guide you uh, in your mind's eye. Now, let's take, for example, the goal that you may have for some reason of making a million dollars per month. Now, uh, you know why you want to make a million dollars a month that's up to you. You have to also, you know, do some whys along that as well. But if you want to make a million dollars per month, okay, that's a big goal for most people. And if you set that as a goal, you truly want to achieve, you would have to take a pretty good look at where you are in life today and make sure that your trajectory makes it possible, right? And if it doesn't, change course immediately, if it matters to you, if that's something you really want. In other words, hey, listen, you want to make a million dollars a month, but today you're working a nine-to-five job, you're comfortable, you live in the suburbs, have a nice car, nice wife, and two and a half kids. When you know you got your $300,000 uh, per year, you know you might just feel comfortable with that. But no, if you are saying, I definitely want to make a million dollars a month, then you have to look and you have to say to yourself, you know what? I, I couldn't work overtime. I can't work enough hours doing what I'm doing right now. It's never going to get me to that goal. So I am going to have to seriously pivot to make three times or more than three times per month uh, than you do in a year right now. So no matter how hard you work, that job is not going to get you a million dollars per month, right? On the other hand, what if you are already making $100,000 per month? Okay, I mean, that's, you know, that's uh, a lot of money. That's uh, over a million dollars per year. And, you know, that's fine. But what if, in addition to the fact that you make $100,000 per month, that your earnings, what you make, are really not that dependent on your time? And the major difference you identify between doing $100,000 per month and a million dollars per month is just increasing the scale of what you do. In other words, you could do it, you know, uh, if a unit transaction currently makes you $5,000 uh, per transaction, um, you might be able to say, well, hey, you know, I could do this in a much more efficient way or a much more scaled way. Whereas every time I pull the trigger on a transaction, it's making me not 5,000, but $50,000, right? Now, if you can do that without significantly increasing your time and effort, and it's just a matter of skill, well, and if your goal is to make a million dollars per month, then you might be on the right, right track. Stay the course, right? If not, if it just seems like, you know, uh, this is a pretty good gig and I like it, but it ain't going to get me to where I want. Then again, you're going to have to alter your plan. It doesn't mean you have to throw it all away, but you're going to have to alter it, right? Listen, 
as far as this million dollar a month thing or any kind of financial goal, I know it can be done. I can tell you, I've seen people add zeros uh, to their income and net worth in just a few years over and over again. I mean, I, I've talked to people who are listeners of our uh, show, people in our community that have done this, right? They've really just created a tremendous amount of momentum for themselves. Been, You know, you just have to have a plan. It has to be viable and you have to execute it. And there's one more thing that is absolutely critical. You have to believe that you can do it. Now, I know that sounds a little corny and cheesy and all that stuff, but you know, Henry Ford once said, if you think you can do a thing or you think you can't do a thing, you're right. The reality is, and I know this to be true, mindset is everything. If you think there is no way to a million dollars per month, there's no way you're going to get there. And the reason why is nothing esoteric. It's not hand wavy. It's not anything but a simple, simple principle. Think of everything that you have in your life up to this point. Think about it. And at one point, it started as an idea that you believed would become reality, right? You believed you were going to medical school and become a physician. You believed you're going to become a lawyer. You believed you were going to find somebody to marry and have children. You believed all of that stuff. And you know what? It was really easy for that to become reality because you could see it. You could see it in your mind. In order to make anything real, you have to create that reality in your head first. And that is a fact. And if you do that, your subconscious will help guide you along the way and make it much more possible or probable that you will achieve these goals. Now, of course, this type of goal setting applies to much of life. You know, I'm using the example of money because we talk about money on this show. It's a finance, personal finance show, but it's really, you know, about what you want, right? Visualize it, believe it, and make a plan to get there. Now, my guest today on Wealth Formula Podcast, as I mentioned, was Rod Cleef. Rod, um, you know, this is kind of his area. And he credits all of his life's many successes to these basic concepts of visualization. And while it is easy, frankly, to be cynical about this kind of stuff and, you know, the, the visual boards and all that kind of stuff, I can tell you from some personal experience that I've experienced this kind of manifestation myself. And, you know, it's, it's a little hard to explain. I mean, I never really did much with boards and all that stuff, but I definitely have manifested things, thought about things, and will, feel like I will them to happen. Now, whether or not that's fact, I don't know. But in my mind, it seemed to have worked. So that being said, and as the end of the year approaches, I think it's always a good idea to reflect a little bit about how things are going in your life. Of course, you know you have to give yourself a little bit of a COVID-19 pass for 2020. But think about it. Listen to Rod. Uh, after these messages. And, um, you know, hopefully it'll give you something to chew on other than just turkey. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest on Wealth Formula Podcast is Rod Cleef. Rod is a highly successful entrepreneur and real estate investor. He's been on the show before a few years back. For over 40 years, Rod has seen remarkable highs and lows, including uh, losing $50 million in 2008 as part of that uh, crash. 
And he has since uh, recovered, and he's got a successful business and a podcast, and uh, he's here to to talk to us today about his journey. Rod, welcome to welcome back, I should say, to Wealth Formula Podcast. Oh, thanks, thanks, Buck. It's great to be back, uh, and uh, looking forward to having some fun today, my friend. Great. So you know, it's been a while uh, since you were on the show, and obviously, we've got uh, people joining all the time, and uh, so tell us a little bit more about your story. If you could expand on sort of what happened building up, obviously you had done something right uh, to get to the point where, you know, you'd built a substantial, uh, you know, net worth, I imagine. And then 2008 came and I guess I could kind of visualize the punchline there, but why don't you tell us for yourself? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, let me go back a little further because I think it'll tie into how I feel I can add the most value to your listeners today, Buck. And, you know, I, I immigrated this country when I was six years old with my mother's Vancha and my brother Albert, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado. And we really struggled. Uh, uh, in fact, I wore clothes from the Salvation Army and um, uh, the Goodwill all the way through junior high school until I could get a job and buy my own clothes. And, um, you know, we ate expired food. And, and luckily, my mom was a bit of an entrepreneur, and she had an incredible work ethic. And so she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she bought the house across the street from us when I was about 14 for $30,000. And then when I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I was like, what? Screw mm-hmm. college. I'm going to get into real estate. So I, I, I went out and got my real estate broker's license, which you could actually do with uh, education back then. Now they got smart and you need some experience, but I was a broker. right when I turned 18 and I was going to be rich selling real estate. Well, my first year I made about $8,000. My second year, maybe $10,000. But my third year, I made over a hundred thousand dollars, which back in 1981 for a 21 year old was yeah, pretty good money. Sure. And so what happened between year two and year three, what happened was I met a guy that taught me about mindset and I really mindset and your mindset and your psychology are 80 to 90% of your success in, in anything, be it real estate or entrepreneurship or anything. It's primarily mindset, only 10 to 20% is the mechanical information, the, the vehicle that you choose. If it was just knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors out there. It's the do and it's the keep doing. And so fast forward to today, I've owned a, a couple thousand houses that I rented long-term term uh, and uh, multiple apartment complexes in three states. And and, uh, in 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. But you already you already gave your audience the punchline. The punchline was 2008. And, you know, in 2006, I thought I was a real estate god. I mean, you know, if you do the math on that, it's it's over $8,000 an hour. Uh, and, and, you know, I thought I could do no wrong. And, you know, when that happens, God of the universe will give you a nice little smackdown. And that was 2008. I lost $50 million in 2008. And so one of the things that I talk about on my podcast and at my live events is, is really the mindset it took have 50 million to lose in the first place. And then the mindset it took to get back to the the success that I'm blessed to have today. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to drill down on that with you if you'd like. And I think I could add some value on that topic. Absolutely. So why don't you do that? Why don't you start with, you know, what mindset, uh, you know, what mindset got you there? And then I I guess ultimately what you have to really uh, uh, do in these situations uh, as an entrepreneur myself is really just to, you know, uh, understand what you did wrong and what, you know, what you learned from it and, you know, what you would do differently now that maybe what would have prevented those things from happening. 
Sure, sure, sure. Well, I, we can talk about the technical aspects of why it didn't work. Um, and, and certainly I got that memo, which is why I started my podcast. But, but bigger than that, it was really when I lost everything, it was reassociating with what I wanted and why I wanted it. And so, you know, it, it really, the, 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 Yes, I got the memo on the fact that I needed to be focusing on cash flow instead of value. In fact, that was even the subtitle of my book, um, which was the new rules of real estate investing, i.e. the new rules being forget value, focus on cash flow. And, and we can get into why I crashed and burned. And I, 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 can, I can talk about that as well. But let's talk about mindset first, um, because really a lot of a lot of people don't recover from losing that kind of money. In fact, in 1929, people jumped off of buildings for losing proportionally what I lost in 2008. And so, you know, one of the things that I do at my live events and my live now live stream events, <laughs> I'm supposed to have 800 people in Orlando in May and we all know what happened with that. So now, you know, I do them live stream, but um, the, one of the first things we do is, is this, I call it really goal setting on steroids. And I know if you're listening to Buck, you already are aligned with your goals and you're doing goals, but humor me for a minute. I think you'll really get mm-hmm. value from what I'm going to describe next. Uh, I'll give you a high level overview of the process because it's so freaking powerful. So what, what you do is you pick an hour when you um, have a lot of energy. Don't do it after a meal, drink, you know, make sure you're well hydrated and, and, and sit down and write down everything you could ever possibly want in life. All the stuff, write down the houses, the cars, the boats, the jet skis, the planes, whatever it is, but take the lid off your brain. Imagine if you write it down, you're going to get it, which is not outside the realm of reality. And so, you know, um, you know, write down how much cash flow you're going to have from your real estate uh, in, you know, three or, or whatever your business venture is in say three years. And then again, in 10 years, write down how much money you're going to have in the bank in three years and 10 years. And, uh, you know, but don't limit yourself. If you're analytical, don't stop and analyze it. Just keep writing. You can always scratch stuff out later, but write down everything you could ever possibly want in life, not just in the next year. I'm talking about in life, the big things, the little things. And if you want a jet, a private island, a yacht, write it down because that starts the process. Then also write down everything you want to do in this lifetime. You know, maybe you want to climb all the mountains over 14,000 feet. Maybe, you know, write, write down where you want to go visit, you know, all the places you want to visit. Um, you know, I, I, maybe you want to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I did that about eight months ago and I'll never freaking do it again, but it's off the list. So write down what you want to do as well. Then also write down what you want to learn. Okay. Maybe you want to learn a skill set. If it's multifamily, come spend a couple days with me. Uh, you know, I do these boot camps are less than a hundred dollars and I don't sell anything and they're two full days of training. And I'll give you the information on that later. But the, the point is, if you want to learn a skill set, write that down. If you want to, you know, learn a foreign language, write that down. So it's everything. It's not just the stuff. It's everything you want to do, be, or have. Um, also write down who you're going to help. How are you going to make the world a better place? Because we will do more for others than we'll ever do for ourselves. Like, you know, I bought my parents a house here in Florida when my dad was alive, bought him a car, took him on cruises, write down who you want to do things for. Then the next thing, once you can't think of another thing, it's not real until it's measurable. Put a time limit on each goal. Put a number by each goal, a one, a three, a five, even a 10 or a 20 for the number of years it's going to take you to achieve it. One, three, five, 10, 20. Rick, recognizing that as human beings, we will overestimate what we can do in a year and massively underestimate what we can do in five, 10 or 20 years. And I'll give you a personal example of this, but let me preframe this by telling you, I'm not bragging here. I just want to hopefully inspire you to take action with this. So when I was 18, I lived in Denver, but I knew I wanted to live on a beach and there's no beach in Denver. And so I would visualize the palm trees and the, and the sand and the surf and the waves and 
And 20 years later, I built this incredible $8 million, 10,000 square foot mansion on the beach here in Sarasota. And it was unthinkable when I was 18. And that's the point I want to make. I mean, this house was magnificent. Giant waterfall from the second floor balcony into the pool. And I could go on. It was just magnificent home. But the point is, as an 18-year-old, that was almost unthinkable. But, but, but take the lid off your brain when you're writing your goal. So you put a time limit on each goal. Now, next thing, just a couple more steps, and I'll be done with this. Sure. The next thing I want you to do is pick your number one goal. I mean, that goal when you're getting like, oh, my God, this is amazing, that goal. And, and the, that you know you've arrived when you achieve that goal. Put that on another piece of paper. Then pick your top three one-year goals. Put those on that same sheet of paper and leave some room in between them. At this point, you're ahead of 90% of the people, 99% of the people on the planet that do a New Year's resolution that's forgotten by February. But there's just a couple more quick steps. I want you to write underneath each one of those goals why it's an absolute must for you to achieve it, not a should, okay? It has to happen. And you want to use emotionally charged words, words like amazing and incredible and beautiful. And and you might say so that I can show my kids what amazing success looks like. So I can show my wife what it means to be successful or husband, you know, so we can have the freedom to do whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want, bring whoever we want, whatever it is for you, write it down, the why, because because the why is the juice. The why is the fuel that's going to get you to take action. And maybe you're, you're caught in analysis paralysis and the why is going to get you past that fear to actually take action or past your limiting beliefs, or maybe you're comfortable and the comfort zone's a warm place, but nothing grows there. Right? So you've got to have the why to push you through that. And so you've got your positive reason why underneath each one of those goals, take it one little step further and put some pain in there. If you don't achieve the goal, you might say, so, you know, and make it painful. So I don't live a life of regret. So I don't feel like a failure. So I don't fail my children. So I don't fail my spouse. I mean, make it really hurt. Here's why. As human beings, we will do more to avoid pain than gain pleasure. And you want to use this. Again, this is the fuel. And then, um, and once you're done with that, there's just one more step. You've got to go get pictures of your goals. Get them around you. I'll give you some public examples of this. Um, Jim Carrey, when he was flat broke, the actor, wrote himself a check for $10 million. And he used to go up by the Hollywood sign. He'd look at it and visualize cashing it. And if you Google Jim Carrey check, you'll see this. And, 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 uh, and that's how much money he made for Dumb and Dumber. I'll give you a more recent example. Demi Lovato, the singer, when she was an unknown 10 years ago, made a declaration on social media uh, and said, I'm going to sing in a Super Bowl one day. Go watch the last Super Bowl and see who sang the national anthem. And this stuff, I'll give you some personal examples. When I was 18, I was going to sell other people houses and be rich. I was, but, but, but I got a four door car that I figured I had to have to show other people houses. There's this bone ugly four door Granada. And uh, I mean, just a piece of, you know what, with a bench seat in the front, just hideous. But, but that's what I figured I had to have. Well, I worked with a guy that had a Corvette and he let me drive it. And that's a critical piece, by the way. If there's something that you want, go experience it. Test drive the car. Go visit an open house of the house like you want. You know, experience it as best you can. Well, I drove this Corvette, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I got a picture out of a magazine. This is before anybody could spell Internet. And I got a picture out of a magazine. I put on the visor of that four-door Granada, and within a year or two, I had a beautiful Corvette. And, again, I'm going to give you a couple more examples or car examples. But, again, I'm not bragging. This stuff doesn't even interest me anymore, but I hope to inspire you to what's possible here. So this is back when the TV show Magnum PI was out and the actor's name was Tom Selleck and he drove this Ferrari 308 and that was the first exotic car I'd ever seen. I thought that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. So I got a picture of that actual car and put it on the visor of my Corvette within a year or two out of Maserati looked just like it. Last example, I'm the guy that always wanted a Lamborghini and 
my uh, my son collected models of exotic cars. I've even got the model over here in the in my other building here in my compound, and uh, and he had a model of the exact same color and style Lamborghini that I ended up getting, uh, which I wrecked ultimately. But uh, but guys, pictures work. In fact, let me show you something here uh, for those of you that are watching. So this is my planner. I'm a dinosaur. I use a paper planner. Yes, uh, and and in the back of this planner are pictures that have been in here for 20 years. Now the first pictures are my gratitude pictures. Now see these are in plastic. They're dog-eared. They've been in here for 20 years, guys. And the first pictures are pictures of my kids when they were very young. Everything starts from a place of gratitude. That's foundational. And so these are my gratitude pictures. And and then. You know, I've got pictures of the things that I wanted. What's crazy is this top picture looks just like the house that I built on the beach. I lost the house, by the way, and all the craziness. But but I had 10-foot high glass like that all butt together. I had travertine floors just like that. Now, what's even crazier is this bottom picture. I don't know if you can see those white walls and those bottom pictures. Mm-hmm. Buck, <clears throat> I live in a compound now. It's six buildings. I've got a giant main house. I've got a two-bedroom guest house on the water. I've got a, 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 a media building that we're building an awesome video studio in right now. They're over there working on it right now. I've got an exercise room, on and on. It's spectacular compound. And because God's got a sense of humor, I can actually see my old house that I built, the the, the place on the beach across the bay. Mm-hmm. But 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 this picture, you look at the wall behind me. This That's my backyard. That's the same walls that's in these pictures that were in my 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 vision pictures here 20 years ago. You see see the walls behind me there, Buck? It's just yep. insane. And then I've got other stuff in here like watches. I've got a few hundred thousand dollars worth of watches. Stupid shit that I thought was important. The Lamborghini before I ever got it. Okay, the 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 Rolls Royce, the Bentley, all this stuff that I thought was important that I got because I had pictures. So go get pictures, put them around you. I know some of you analytical guys are going, oh, come on, let's get on with the real estate stuff. But I'm here to tell you, this is more important because this is what gets you to take action with the knowledge. I'll get off my soapbox. No, I I, I don't disagree a lot on the mindset. I mean, I obviously I do think you need to have some technical, uh, you know, stuff is important too. Um, you know, right. and to the extent that there's you know, there's there are, are a million stories about people writing checks and and getting them. Uh, a lot of people don't get them as well, right? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, what if you, you write, write, if I write, if if I have uh, my entire audience write a ten million dollar check to themselves and go through the motions, I'm not sure that everybody will end up with a ten million dollar check. But I'm just being. I'm just telling you what I'm just saying is I get it, and you know, this is the visualization points. I think are really important. And I think they are, you know, they're 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 similar to what you hear about. Um, and I think it's critically important. But there are some important aspects of the technical features of knowing what you do. Aren't there? Oh, I, I, I agree completely. You can't dabble. Right. I mean, if you're going to do anything, you can't be a dabbler, particularly right. multifamily real estate. Dabblers get crushed. But right. but the thing that I see more often is the analytical ones that have to check off every single box and know everything about the business before they'll actually take action. And they sure. never take action. Sure. And that's that's a crime. And I'll, so let me go back to why I crashed and burned in 2008, uh, because I think it's, it's relevant and people are probably wondering. I was only at a 30% loan to value, Buck, in 2008. I only owed 30 cents on the dollar. And I still crashed and burned. Here's why. So first of all, I had 800 houses and I had several apartment complexes. My houses were two hours north of me and two hours south of me and everywhere in between. 
the problem was the logistics of it. So if I had a, well, and, and some other issues. So Florida has no state income tax. And, and um, so property taxes here are higher, which impacts what? Cash flow. And I had properties in wind and flood zones. In fact, we just had a hurricane here two days ago and the dock got damaged, everything else. And, and so in the wind and flood zone, you can have higher insurance, which impacts what? Cash flow. But here's what killed me. So if uh, I had a maintenance issue at one of my apartment complexes, everything's the same. HVAC is the same. Plumbing's the same. The you know parts for the plumbing, uh, the door locks, the the appliances, everything everything's the same. So you can stockpile parts, so I can send a maintenance guy, and he's in and out in an hour. Well, if I had to send someone to one of my houses, it's an hour or further away, one way, they'd have to go there, see what's wrong, go find a Home Depot or a Lowe's to buy parts. And then, you know, I don't know if you've ever fixed anything, but anytime I fix something, I usually end up going more than once to go get the parts. And, and this happens when you get into houses as well. And, and so what would take an hour at one of my apartment complexes took all day at one of my 800 houses. And these houses were C-class houses. So higher maintenance than you get in a nicer asset. And so that was, that really killed the cash flow. But then the, the coup de grace was um, most of my residents were contractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers, painters, roofers, and that mm-hmm. fell off a cliff in sure. 08 and 09. Sure. And so they couldn't pay their rent. And that, that's really how, and then, you know, what, what else is crazy is the market crashed so much here in Florida that I actually went upside down. I was, it crashed more than 70% on my portfolio. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it was painful, but. Uh, is what it is. Well, let's get back to the mindset issue. What do you think it is about, what do you think it is that happens to a person? It's fear of failure. It's fear of humiliation. It's fear of rejection. And I'm going to tell you, if if you know this is you listening, fear regret a lot more than you fear the failure, the humiliation, and the, you know, just step outside of that because I'm going to tell you that there's nothing worse than regret. There was this nurse in Australia named Bronnie Ware. She's a hospice nurse. So she counseled patients at the end of their lives. And she asked them a question. She wrote a book about it. She asked them, do you have any regrets? And the book's called The Five Regrets of Dying. You know what the number one regret was? Not living the life I could have lived, living someone else's life, not doing what I know I'm capable of. And, you know, guys, unless you get that self-motivation to actually take action, um, it's, it's never going to happen. And, you know, hear the old adage work like most people won't for a few years. So you can live the rest of your life. Like most people can't. And that's the truth of it, regardless of the vehicle. Okay. I don't care if you go buy a franchise or a business or you do real estate, whatever it is, you have to, you have to take action. So, and so what I was wondering about was the, the elements that you talked about, there was like, you know, and I, I think it's useful to talk about, you know, the, <clears throat> the imagery and, you know, the, the, the vision boards and all of these uh, other elements uh, that you talk about in terms of functionally getting to, to help you get to that point psychologically. What do you think, what do you think's happening in the human brain uh, that is, you know, is, is, is making those things happen? Because certainly I don't, uh, I, I don't disagree uh, that there's significant power to this, and I've seen it firsthand. And the idea of sort of being able to, um, you know, to to will things to happen, so to speak. I, well, let me I've, give let me give you some examples. Yeah. I will tell you right now that Olympic athletes, world class athletes, before they run a race, they visualize it in their minds. It's been proven to enhance their performance. The Russians started it. Now all of them do it. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I, I will tell you what it does. 
Well, it, it, it is if with your goals, what the goals piece does is it triggers something in your brain called your reticular activating system. And that's what they call this subconscious filter that's in your brain. You're not conscious of it, but it points you in the direction that that it thinks you're interested in. And 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 again, it's it's subconscious. The greatest example of it is, I think, is probably the easiest to understand is when you first buy a car. You never really notice them and you buy the vehicle and they're everywhere. Were they there before? Of course they were. That's your reticular activating system pointing you at what it, you know, your it thinks you're, you're interested in. And the same thing is with your goals. If you reassociate with, again, you know, I, 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 I realize you've got some skepticism around it, Buck, but I'm going to tell you, it's, I know this is how I was able to have 50 million to lose in the first place and to recover which was even tougher from having it by reassociating with what I wanted. It's, you know, it's human nature to focus on the negative. I mean, don't get me started on freaking politics or the news, the fake news right now. But, but, you know, as human, it's human nature to focus on the negative. Okay. And, and that's how we, that's actually how we connect. If I, if Buck, if you came up to me and said, how you doing? I said, Oh man, I am amazing. I'm so fantastic. You take five steps back and say, he's off his meds. But if you came up to me and said, how you doing? I said, Oh, my back's killing me. And you put your arm around me and say, Oh, I feel you, brother. I, I feel you. That's how we connect. And, and, and so right now, especially with all the crap that's going on with COVID and everything else out there, I know that if you listen to Buck, you're a leader. And this world right now needs leaders and leaders have the ability to direct their focus. You've got to stand guard at the door to your mind. You've got to make sure you bring in the good stuff because it's so easy to focus on the negative right now. And there's so much of it, again, on the news and everywhere else. And you've got to bring in the good stuff because what you focus on gets bigger, both positive and negative. And so it's critical for you to direct your focus um, right now because of, of all the all the stupidity that's happening out there. So, uh, but I feel very strongly about, about the power of this and, 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 and the, your ability to manifest things in your life um, through, through this visualization process. And, and I just know it's worked for me. And yes, I have vision boards and, and what I do in the morning is I'll sit and I'll do gratitude for, I do this about a two minute exercise. I'll sit, sometimes I'll do it in bed. Sometimes I'll do it behind me in this, in this recliner. And I will sit and just be grateful for, for my beautiful wife, for my students, for my, for my, my, my foundation. And then I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. And I know it sounds hokey, but I'm, I'm, I, sometimes I get emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet, but they come into my life. And so, you know, uh, you know, if, 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 uh, if it works, I'm going to do it, and I know it's worked for me. And so, yeah, and uh, and, I, I, yeah. and to be clear, I'm not being skeptical. I think the the idea here is to you know ask some questions about it, uh, sure. because I think there's certainly people who are going to be skeptical. And I I actually uh, the one thing I will tell you is I think that some people are better at manifesting than others. Um, I have um, I've been lucky in my life. I've been a very very strong manifester. Been able to make things happen. Um, without vision boards, et cetera. But I do think that there's probably a lot of value in, in people doing some of these things because if nothing else, you've got guys like Rod and, you know. How would you rate your ability to focus, Buck? One uh, to ten. Twelve. 
Yeah. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. And that's the answer right yeah. there. That's why you don't need visuals. You right. you have it in your brain. You right. don't need the visuals to, to manifest anything because you're able to hone in that focus. You know, it's kind of interesting. The only podcast, one of the, I listened to two podcasts. One of them is Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. And what Tim does, and I mean, I get excited because my podcast just about to hit 10 million downloads and, and uh, just had our 500th episode. But, but uh, and he does that a month, you know, like 10 yeah. million downloads. Yeah. But but what he does is he deconstructs world-class performers, the best in the world at what they do, the best athletes, you know, the best, uh, po- you know, politicians, uh, yep. uh, actors, and, 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 and he deconstructs their success. And I started to hear a pattern, Buck, and that's why I asked you the question about focus. The, almost all of them meditate, which does mm-hmm. what? It enhances your focus, your ability to focus. And so you're gifted with that, that innate ability to focus. And I suspected that, but, but, you know, for someone that, that like me, that's a little more all over the place, I need those pictures to hone in and be able to focus and bring these things into, into being. So I think that's an explanation as to why maybe you haven't needed it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think that, um, what I've I've said about these um, about image imagery and positive mm-hmm. gratitude and and these things um, in it, you know if I had to break it down and say why I think it works, um, and again I it's always one of those things where I'm like you know what I should put up a vision board and I just never get to it right but right. what I've found is that I have these sort of um, vision board in my head, right? I kind of have right. these, these guidance, uh, in my head. I always have this idea that, well, that'll, that'll, I'll do that someday. And invariably, uh, you know, I've, I've been lucky when that, it happens. That no, happen. no luck. It happens. It, yeah. it happens. And you're right. I mean, the, the other part of that is frankly, if you can't imagine something, then you, you can't ever get there. Right. I mean, the That's idea right. is if you, if you don't have an idea in your head about a goal of any kind, then you know, then uh, you're basically a 747 flying 500 miles per hour with no destination, right? And that, right. And, and so you're never going to get there, regardless of the energy and power you have. So there's that. But I think the one last thing I think that um, I think that those boards probably help people with who, uh, again. Maybe again, it's because of my focus. I've not had to do that myself yet. But a lot of people get stuck in uh, what I've called sort of a a wealth thermostat or a well-being thermostat, where mm-hmm. they kind of stick around at the same level, right? Yeah, they, yeah they're in a box. They're, they're in a, a box, box yeah. and they yeah. they may have a good year. Maybe you're a hundred thousand dollar person or a two hundred thousand dollar person. Just I'm talking pure finance now, sure. and you may have a year where you end up blowing it up and doing really well, but somehow you get back to 200,000 and, um, you may hit the, you know, you may completely lose everything. You'll get back to 200,000. So the question is, you know, whether that's financial, whether it's your health or well being in your level of happiness, is there a way to get into that internal thermostat and go from, you know, again, in financial terms, take it up to a million or 2 million or 3 million or, in terms of your psychological well-being, is there a way to say in a scale of, you know, one to 10 where I'm really positive and happy all day, I'm usually running at about a five. Is there a way I can get to a seven or eight? And yeah. those things I think are very, very difficult to deconstruct. And oh, I think I, I disagree. I disagree respectfully with love. Please, please. Can I respond to what you just said? Cause I, I, let me, let me first happiness. Okay. Whatever you want, you must give. 
If yeah. you want happiness, smile at everybody you see today. Give them happiness. Give, send it to them. You want love? Sure. Give love. You will get love. You want money? Give of your time and give money. That's the way God of the universe works. It just that's just how it works. You get it back. That's sorry. I I, I couldn't let that go by without well, responding. I, I'm I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm saying what you literally just said is you got to do something in order to get yes. there, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah, all yeah, I'm yeah. saying is you can't will yourself necessarily without having some sort of you know whether it's a vision board or whether some technique, whatever. It's very difficult to move out of your 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 thermostat you have to believe it you have, you have to, to believe, believe it and it. what you're talking about here is you're doing things you're showing gratitude you're actually i mean you're you know what you just said exactly is my point you just said go and do this and say hello and you know think of all these great things yeah. you're you're doing something you're not not doing right. something so well you're doing something to try to change that thermostat and i think that that's yes. my whole point is that Really, whether it's vision boards or whether it's gratitude, et cetera, I think it's working at the subconscious level of changing your internal thermostats for wealth, health, happiness, et cetera. But that's my take. But, you know, again, you think about well, more of these well, things than the I do. We're saying the same thing. No, we're, right. saying, we're saying the same thing, buddy. We're saying the same thing. The thing is uh, many people have that income threshold that's a mental barrier, and and you've got to be able to raise that threshold. Now, who was it that did did uh, literally weekend boot camps on this? I'm trying to think. It was a hard, T. Harv Ecker. He mm. had these yeah, – he, I went to one of his boot camps. It was all about raising that financial threshold, that mental – limit that we place on ourselves. We all make what we must make. So you've got to demand more of yourself. If you want more, you just have to, I've got a sign on my wall here. I'll show it to you. So I don't know if you can see it, it says a million a month. I don't know if you can see that back there. It says mm-hmm. a million a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's my new goal. It's a million a month net. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and, and then, you know, it's a big one. And, and I've got, I've actually got that same sign above my bed, uh, uh, on the wall, on the ceiling above my bed, it says a million a month, and it, it used to say a hundred thousand a month years ago. And of course, I've eclipsed that. But but you know, uh, we've. I, I really believe that that, and it's never. By the way, it's never about the goals. Let me let me add something here about goals before I forget. It's really important, Buck. So you know, I I worked for that house on the beach for twenty years. I literally literally took me twenty years, and and it was on like I said, unthinkable. I mean, it was, it was a magnificent home. At, uh, I mean, just to give you an idea, on the second floor, I had the spiral staircase that went up through the middle. On the second floor, I had a a custom-made aquarium that wrapped around the the staircase. The aquarium cost me almost 200 grand. So that gives you an idea of the house. Well, two months after I moved in, two months, I worked for this for 20 years. Two months after I moved in, I'm in the pool. I'm looking up at this testament to my ego, which is truly what it was. I built this house to prove the world I was good enough. That's the truth of it. It's embarrassing to admit. But I'm looking up at this thing, and I got depressed. And I don't mean just a little bummed. I mean, I really got depressed. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I've just achieved incredible success. Well, what was going on? A couple of things that are really important I want to share uh, so I don't forget. One of them is it's really never about the goal. It's it, Happiness comes from progress and growth. If you're growing and progressing and acknowledging your growth and progress, you will be happy. The goals are important to drive us and push us and pull us, but it's never about them. So that's one thing. The second thing 
is I didn't have a vision for the future. It was like, I don't think you should ever achieve a big goal without having other goals lined up behind it. So that was one thing. Without a vision, the people perish. That's it's in a good book somewhere. So, so there was that. But the big thing also was I was totally focused on Rod. Show the world I'm good enough. Show the world I matter. It was all about Rod, 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 Rod. And, and so to get out of my depression, I went and bought some books. And I bought Dale Carnegie, of course, Zig Ziglar, and the, the, you know, the thought leaders back then. But I got a Tony Robbins book as well. And I'm like, I really was enamored with what I read in that. So I went and saw him live and I found out he fed families for the holidays. I'm like, what a concept. Do something for someone else. I hadn't done that. I was 40 before I got that memo. And so I came back home and I started feeding families. And I'm blessed to say that we fed 90,000 children now over the holidays over the last 20 years. We've done tens of thousands of backpacks filled with school supplies for local kids. I've done tens of thousands of teddy bears for officers to have in their cars when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. And I was happy, but I was unfulfilled. And, and this has made me fulfilled. So, you know, I'm sure that you're listening to Buck and you might be thinking, yeah, I'd love to do that someday. I'm going to tell you that when you do it immediately and you should do it immediately in some fashion your success not only will it come faster but so many of us think we want to achieve to be happy i'm going to tell you when you're giving back like buck and i do with our podcasts and and when you're giving back you're happily achieving and and i'm embarrassed to say it took me till 40 to realize that but but that's a real key to success and happiness when you're talking about happiness uh so anyway thank you for letting me share that of course of course so Tell us, uh, Rod, tell us a little bit about your business now and sure. your podcast and how sure. you know, people can Thank connect you. with it. Well, well, listen, I do these two-day boot camps, and I, they're, they're live stream now. I had 900 at, at the last one, and oh, no, I'm the one before the last one. And and I charge, if you get early bird pricing, it's $97, and I don't sell anything there. It's like 16 to 18 hours of training. If you're interested in multifamily, if you have any interest in real estate, multifamily, come spend a couple of days with me. I promise you'll be glad you did. And, and I've never had a complaint other than the breaks are too short because I'm trying to pack so much in. But I don't sell anything there. And like I said, early bird is 97 or super early birds, 97 bucks. So if you text multifamily to 41411, uh, you'll get the information on that. But I, I give tons of free resources at my website, uh, videos, books, articles. So if you're serious about learning this business, go to real estate with Rod and it'll connect you to my rodcleaf.com site. Nobody can spell my name. So go to real estate with rod.com and it'll connect you there. And you have a ton of free resources. But again, come spend a couple days with me if you have any interest in, even if you just want to invest passively as a limited partner, come spend a couple days with me because why would you give your hard earned money to someone if you didn't have a basic understanding of the business? So again, it's text multifamily to 41411 and, uh, and uh, you'll be really glad you came. I, that I can assure you. And thank you for letting me mention that. You bet. Appreciate you it. bet. Well, Rod, I want to thank you for being on Wealth Formula Podcast. And uh, what's what's the name of your podcast again? Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, if you put real estate in your iPhone, I usually come up first uh, alongside bigger pockets, but it's lifetime cash flow through real estate investing. And by the way, even if you're not interested in real estate, every week I do a clip I called Own Your Power. It's a motivational clip. It's five minutes. It's not about real estate. It's about owning your power. It's a, you know, it's, it's, it's to juice you and get you going for the week and people rave about it. So I'm, I think that's why it's the podcast has been so successful. So even if you're not interested in real estate, I think you'll enjoy those five minute episodes. Fantastic. Well, Rod, I, again, I want to thank you for being on Wealth Formula Podcast today. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hopefully, you enjoyed that uh, show with Rod. Now, uh, yeah, I was being, a, I, I was, uh, I was challenging him a little bit, but just because, you know, I think a lot of people talk about the, you know, the visualization and the boards and stuff like that. But I like to try to get into it a little bit more. I also like to, you know, I know there's going to be people out there who are a little cynical about this stuff to begin with. So I'm asking the questions you're asking, you're, you're wondering yourself. But that being said, I do think that there is value in this kind of stuff in, in terms of visualization, whether you do the formal steps that Rod's talking about and get more involved in that's up to you. But that being said, again, I do want to emphasize, uh, you know, something I think is very, very important. You know, I see it in my physician friends a lot. You see this a lot in physicians, for example, where you've spent, you know, 10 years training med school and residency and all that. And, you know, you've been in practice for 10 years and, you know, you don't really like what you're doing and, but you keep doing it. I just want to remind you that you only have one life. So if you really want to do something else, you really have some dreams. There really is an opportunity, I think, to go do it. You don't have to be careless and, you know, financially reckless and ruin your kid's life along the way, but there is a way. You just have to think about it, uh, think and be creative. So that's the message for the week. Uh, and uh, hopefully you're having a good holiday so far. Uh, this is Buck Joffrey with Wealth Formula Podcast signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time.